Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Welcome, everyone. Episode seven of series five. Who knew that we would get this far, Kelsey? And I have to say a huge congratulations to my beautiful intelligent, witty, funny podcast co-host because she published an essay this week called 50 Shades of a General Contractor, Now, which is exactly as it sounds, rather hot, but it's all about sex after grief and it has all the elements that a very good, well-written piece should have. A, it's well-written for a start, which is unusual these days. Second of all, it made me laugh. It made me sad. It made me feel like I know Nate even more than I feel like I know him now. Nate's um, Kelsey's ex-husband who died. And then she goes on and has hot, 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 hot sex with the general contractor who came around to fix the kitchen or whatever it was. And it's just fantastic. It's just such a journey. It's, it's almost like your book, but, you know, truncated it's like a little tiny version of your book, which is also brilliant, by the way, called The Second Half. Yeah. So there you go. How is that for a big up? Yeah, thank you so much. No, I mean, you're the best because you're the most encouraging encourager. Everybody needs a Tracy Cox in their life, not just for <laughs> sex toys, but for just encouragement, like just positive. Yeah, it's so nice to be writing about sex and not about grief. And that's part mm. of why I love this podcast with you because for so long, it was so dark and so heavy. And this was a mix of you know, how we move forward through hard times. And Mm -hmm. truthfully, I mean, I'm a believer now. I mean, sex is something that the more we know about and the more we enjoy, it really does enhance your life, whether you're married or sleeping with your general contractor who just did (laughs) your bathroom, you know, connecting with people. Like I just read somewhere that loneliness is more prevalent now than addiction and they have the same outcomes. Like people Mm -hmm. are dying of loneliness. Yeah. Like there's no, we have all these iPhones and we have all this way to connect, but people want to be held and touched and sit with people and talk to one another mm. and have sex. And, and kids aren't having sex and couples aren't having sex. And people are just, they're, they're not touched. It's like if a baby is in an orphanage and nobody picks it up, it dies. it's a problem. It dies. Yeah. And, it that's, dies. Yeah. and so I, I always thought of sex as like something that was like, you know, on MTV or whatever, but this podcast and just even writing about that told me how mm. healing it can be when you connect physically with someone properly. And it's not unusual to, for people to want sex straight after the death of a loved one, and people don't like that feeling. But it's, I think it's that yearning for life when you're just in the, it's just sort of that, I suppose it's a cycle, isn't it? One dies, you know, sex is procreation. There's so many reasons why people 
want sex after grief, but it sounds really bad, like you're being unfaithful to your partner. But it's, it, I really got why you felt like that. And I thought you did it eloquently. Yeah. Anyway, it's on my website. If you want to have a look, it's on Kelsey's, is it, where, where would they find it? Well, if you go on Tracy Cox. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Kelsey Chittuk, and also my website, tracycox.com. Now, before we start, I just wanted to answer a quick question because it's just a quick one-liner, really. A woman wrote in to say her husband in his late 50s, or partner, not husband, in his late 50s is just, his sex drive's not what it used to be, no problems with erections. She doesn't feel like Viagra is going to solve it, but she wonders if testosterone supplements would. He's a bit hesitant to put that into his body. Well, I just wanted to say, first of all, testosterone is naturally occurring, but the answer is yes, testosterone, and not having good testosterone is going to cause him problems. So I'm absolutely for it because low testosterone means he'll have less hair. That'll get him to take it. He'll be more tired, bone density drops, decreased muscle mass, affects the quality of erection and sex drive. So it's really important for men and women, actually, to keep their testosterone levels high. And he'll just be given a gel. You've got to go to the doctor, obviously. Um, and then, so I would highly recommend that. So for anyone who's got low testosterone and feeling like they're feeling a bit yuck, that's why, because it doesn't just do sex drive. Brilliant. Very important. Brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. Great. All right, well, we're going to start with some of the other um, questions this week. They're all good. They all matter. Here we go. I want to know if my partner is addicted to porn or whether this is normal for a man. We have sex twice a week, but he says that isn't enough for him. So he masturbates to porn two or three times a week. We're in our late 20s and have been together for two years. I don't ask what type of porn he watches, but I do wonder which sex he enjoys more, sex with me or on screen solo. Two or three porn sessions a week seems a lot when he's getting sex from me as well. Or maybe that's completely normal. Should I be worried? No. No. In a word, no. No. But can I just say, this took me down a rabbit hole with researching porn because I just wanted to really look into what the latest research is. And Kelsey, it was absolutely fascinating. And... What I found out was, I just like a bit of a rant, but I'll just try and keep it really brief. But number one, if you listen to any one of the researchers that study pornography, they are completely unbiased. They said that the media are terrible at only picking up on anti-porn things. And I spoke to the platforms that I write for, the Daily Mail and stuff. If there's a pro-porn story, no one clicks on it. Mm. People aren't interested in hearing positive things about porn. You cannot measure porn addiction the same way you can other addictions. Like, you know, if, you know, if somebody says they drink 70 units of alcohol, you don't even need to know why. You don't need to know anything else that they're an alcoholic. With porn, you can't say, right, well, how do you measure it? Is it 50 orgasms a week through porn? Is it, you know, five hours a day? And what they've decided is to make the definition not about um, the amount of time that people are watching porn, but the sort of feelings that you have around it because... The people who use porn the least are the ones that think they're the porn addicts. And it's all to do with moral incongruence in the sense that if you're religious and your religious beliefs don't match watching porn, but you're drawn to porn because it's sexually arousing, you could watch porn once a month and spend the rest of the month completely swallowing, you know, like spiralling in shame and, you know, feeling terrible. That's porn addiction. Well, they call it porn addiction because... If you label it as addiction when you're going through this, it's not your fault. So that's what people do. Well, it's not me. You know, I'm addicted to porn. So there is, I mean, you've got to be very careful. We throw around the word porn addiction. It means nothing, really. It, there are very few people who are addicted to porn. So if you want to know if your partner's addicted to porn, they're saying 
is it causing physical or emotional distress? And if it's not like this guy, then you're not addicted to porn. If you're a single man and you're masturbating twice a day, five days a week, and you're fine about it, and you see porn as just innocent entertainment and it's something to do while you, you know, and you haven't got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever you want to sleep with, this is fine. This is not a porn addiction. This is just having a good time. And, you know, I talked about choking and I said, you know, look, this is partly to do with porn because there's lots of choking in porn and this is making normalizing it and stuff. Then I listened to this woman who's called Nicole Prouse, P-R-A-U-S-E. She's on, she does loads of TED Talks on porn. She's fabulous. And she said, right, we're all blaming that choking on porn, but incest is the most popular category in porn. And it hasn't made any difference to the rise in incest. So how come one thing is blamed on it and it's like, well, it must be porn because there's loads of choking on it. Well, incest is on there all the time and there's not any rise in incest. Interesting. So it's a very interesting thing, isn't it? And it's now led to all this anti-porn stuff. You know, when you were growing up and your your mum used to say, you know, if you masturbate, it will send you blind and all this sort of stuff. That's what's happening with men. There's a lot of blind people. So so many blind people. (laughs) But there's all these like anti-masturbation programs and reboots where you've got to abstain from watching porn and you go into monk mode where you're not even allowed a sexual thought. It's going wild. It's really strange. I think too in life, everything is about balance. And when things Mm. are really out of balance, if there's no problem with what, if it's just bothering her, that's a discussion for her to check in with herself. She might not want to be with someone who watches porn, but I don't think he's doing anything wrong. No. We all get to choose who we want to be with. If she wants to be with somebody who doesn't watch porn, that's a valid. Good luck finding the 1% of men on the planet who don't watch porn. I don't think she's wording it like that. Because Sorry, because no. I edited it from a thing. It's not so much that she's got anything against porn. I think she's just saying, is this normal for him to be doing two or three on top of the sessions? I think they're in their, what, 20s? Being together two years, of course he's going to be doing that. He's probably got a really high sex drive. And normal is for whatever. Like, is she okay with it and he's okay with it? He's obviously been honest with you about it. He's, you know, most people hide addiction. So if a man's saying, like, I watch porn twice a week. He's not They are trying. And I think, too, I think women don't masturbate as much, but they should. People should get Mm -hmm. into that more because it's such a great release. It's such a great way. I mean, my mom used to say the safest sex is sex with yourself. And and I think too, yeah, she's great. (laughs) So I think too, I think it sounds like also she wants to understand what he's watching. She wants more information to feel maybe closer to him because she wants to Mm. know what kind he's taking, what kind is he watching and why, you know, is it, what does he like more? She wants to know, is it with me or with on screen? And all I can tell you is those are two different things. Exactly. They're both good. Sex with somebody is a connection and it has emotions with it. Sex when you're masturbating, watching porn is a physical release. Exactly. Beautifully put. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say keep talking to him about it, but also dig into what you feel uncomfortable with and see if you can just have an honest conversation. Say, you know, for some reason I'm comparing myself if ours is better or yours is better. Mm -hmm. Can you talk me through that? And he'll be like, they're totally different, babe. Yeah, it is totally different because one's, like you said, intimacy, connection, you, you're never going to beat partner sex. But the other one is is effortless. It's over in two seconds. It's a physical release. You can indulge your, you know, wildest fantasy. Why doesn't she try watching porn with him and see how that went down, see yeah. how that goes? Try it she out. Try that. Just keep talking. But I think it's a great question. I think Tracy answered it mm. perfectly. And just tell them what, it sounds like you're also just nervous about a couple things that maybe you just need to clarify that will make you feel better. Mm. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, next question. My girlfriend always worries about her weight and doesn't like how she looks naked. I think she looks beautiful, but because she doesn't feel confident, she makes our physical relationship so difficult. How do I help her understand that I think she's perfect when she doesn't? <sighs> that was me. I used to be that way. Not <laughs> oh anymore. Oh, my God. I am, I've been body dysmorphic since I came out of the womb, I swear. Same. Same. And, and I don't know anyone. Actually, I, I thought, who do I know that's a female that's not body dysmorphic? And I came up with my stepdaughter. She's pretty good about her body. But then often the people who are always have very nice bodies, by the way, it's never the person with the bad body. But I remember sitting by the pool with her in a, like one of the Soho houses and there was lots of different groups of women. It was so interesting watching me being body critical and her being so body accepting. I was like, oh, she looks great. She said, oh, you only like her because she's really skinny and athletic. And it was like, yeah. And then I said, yeah, but she's got stretch marks. And she said, oh, we don't shame people with stretch marks in our society. But do you know what else I watched was the middle-aged women, any woman over 40 was athletic, skinny, sitting there, sipping water, eating a salad, looking miserable, holding her stomach in. The women who were like 20s were all in our eyes, our like generation's eyes, overweight. They were laughing their heads off. They were tucking into burgers. They were jumping around, not caring less of whether there was fat wobbling or whatever. And I just thought, well, maybe this generation's going to get it right. I really do. I totally, I think I'm, I'm 45 and we're kind of the last group that doesn't wear a crop top if you don't have a perfect stomach. Like the 10 years, 15 years, you just wear whatever you want and you feel good if you feel healthy. I think there's a difference in being like very obese where you're unhealthy and you can't move. And then just being like, I'm a bigger girl Mm. and I wear what I want and I do what I want and my nails are gorgeous and my face is gorgeous. Yeah, I think we grew up all wanting to look a certain way. I don't see that anymore. My daughter, I have never, ever heard my daughter, she's 15, say one nasty thing about another woman. Oh, really? Honest to goodness. Well, that's amazing. And never says anything about weight, doesn't talk about it. I mean, she wants to stay fit. She wants to be an athlete, but there's no, nobody comments on anything, which no, is so they nice. Don't, do they? Yeah. Just we really did, nice. but we were younger. Oh God, we tear I people think, down. You know, we're both reading up, we, what we've read, um, Emily Nagoski, she makes a comment in her book, um, Come As You Are, and she says, what would happen if I, if you met, she says to an audience, what would happen if you met your friends and you said, I feel beautiful today? And they just said, well, you just wouldn't say that. What would happen if you said, I feel fat today? You know, and everybody says, oh, yes, of course we're allowed to oh. say that. And maybe she was talking to older women. But women are kind of given permission to criticise, not praise. But so going back to the question, there are lots of reasons why your girlfriend 
has been fed. There's maybe, you know, I think it's getting better, but it's still out there. And it does play out badly in bed. It, it means that she'll avoid sex. It means she'll be, you know, maybe avoiding certain positions because of how she looks. You know, she won't be able to relax. She'll want it in complete darkness. She'll want to probably leave some clothes on. It's not fun for anyone, not fun for her, not fun for you. But the way to fix it isn't the way that he's fixing it because, or she, does it say it's a man or a woman? Man. Yeah, okay. It's a girl with a guy. Right. Um, because giving, and this is where people get it wrong with body dysmorphia, is they, they think the way to fix it is to say, but you're not fat, but you've got a lovely body, but you're really sexy, but your thighs are lovely. It doesn't work. What works is to break the links between self-esteem being built on looks. So with your girlfriend, first of all, it, all this reassuring just lasts five minutes and then goes anyway. So Try to make her feel, build her self-esteem for other ways, you know, like how funny she is, how clever she is, what a great girlfriend she is, you know, like how good she is at her job, what a great daughter she is. Anything but her looks. And try and get her to value her self-esteem because, honestly, sometimes I look at the mirror and I think, holy shit, how did I get so old? And then I have to think, yes, but look at what you've achieved and you're intelligent and you're this and you're that. So it's really dangerous to base your self-esteem on your looks. And the, again, with the sexual compliments, less about her looking sexy, more about her sexual skills. So you're far better off saying, oh, you know, oh my God, that was the best BJ I've ever had. You're so good with your mouth. You know, like, I just so love touching you. I love the way you touch me. I love the way you kiss me. Because they found with research that women who know they are sexually competent are far less self-conscious in bed, even if they're self-conscious out of bed. So if the better lover you are, the more confident you are in bed, even if out of bed you're like, well, I think I look fat in this or I, look, I think I look too thin in this or whatever. So compliment her on sex skills, compliment her on things, not her looks, and you hopefully will get further. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. I mean, I was like that my whole marriage and I don't know why because mm. I look the exact same now. It's really hard when you, and also maybe you know, maybe you start off with a little clothes or you get under the covers or she has a bra and underwear on and you just start slower and mm. not so like get butt naked and let's go for it where she feels, yeah. Know, indulge her a little bit. Indulge yeah. her a little yeah. bit into easing into it so that she's almost in it before she has to be all the way naked and it yeah. goes slower. I wish I had done that. Like, I feel like when we used to start sex, it was like, strip your clothes off and yeah. let's go for it. And with that, a woman feels like you're going from like wearing your workout clothes to just butt naked. And it's it's jarring mm. for you. For a guy, they're like, let's roll. So maybe mm. just ease into it a little bit. And, and also um, use yeah. pillows. Pillows are really good to hide things. So yeah, if amen. You, you know, if you if say, you know, from behind... You know, you look great from behind, most people. And then if you have pillows to hang on to, if you're worried about your stomach or something, just use pillows are a sort of undervalued thing with sex because they can alter the shape of everything. You can use them to prop things up. You can use them to hide behind. So that sort of thing is not bad. But, yeah, let her have the lights dim and let her wear a piece. I don't think that's enabling. I think just let, letting her feel comfortable, she'll relax more. I also think, guys... We don't realize this, but they like a soft woman. Like nobody, we think that they want like a six pack ab. I think we're wrong. I think they want hips and butt. They don't know. Or young men don't know. They want to hold on to something. They want to like, I used to always be so self-conscious of my stomach mm. and they, they don't care. And I know we all know that, but it's just, it's really reminding yourself that you don't look at them and go like, ugh, that thigh of theirs. I can't <laughs> stand their thigh. You're just, you Ooh. just don't. So tell you what I anyway. don't like is a bad bottom. 
I was about to say we're body shaming thin people now by saying that men don't like that. But you can't freaking win for losing. Now we can. Now we're too skinny, too fat, too tall, too short. Lord, Lord. All right. Okay. Last question. I went years without having sex with anyone apart from myself with my vibrator. Now I have a partner to have sex with. As luck would have it, when I'm super close to orgasming, I often get a sudden, severe throbbing headache in the back of my head. Whoa. It's so bad we have to stop having sex just before I orgasm. I don't get them when I use my vibrator. I think because the orgasms are much less intense. Do you know anything about these sex headaches? And is there anything I can do to avoid them? Thanks for all your hard work. I really look forward to Wednesday so I can listen to the latest episode. We love her. We love her. Um, Sex headache. Do you know about this? Yes. And do you know what? I get them occasionally. I've never heard of it. I had one when we were coming back from Australia. I have too much information, but I had one in Singapore and it was like, oh my God, what is this? And it's really painful. But if you just sort of lie there. During sex? Yeah. No, during orgasm, it was like it really hurt. And I have had it It's like blood. Like blood flow goes to your head or something? Yeah. And it goes very quickly. It does go very quickly. But um, it's interesting to research this because they're generally harmless, but you should get checked out. She really should get checked out. You're meant to get checked out whenever you have a headache like this. But there's different reasons why it might happen. First of all, it's probably a vascular headache because the blood vessels swell in the brain, which is what causes a vascular headache. And during orgasm, your blood pressure rises really quickly, which means that the blood vessels in your brain dilate really quickly. So that can trigger a headache. The other thing that they think might cause it is the release of just so many hormones all at once. So during orgasm, you know, this is why it feels so good. You know, there's oxytocin, there's dopamine, endorphins. They also cause blood vessels to dilate. So you're back to the vascular thing, which can lead to increased pressure. What I think mine is, is muscular tension. Because whenever Mm. I've had this sex, I can feel that my neck and my back and my everything feels tense. And apparently that happens when you're sexually excited um, because of all the blood pressure, you know, blood flowing all around your body. And also it can be just because you're not, you're sort of almost like straining to orgasm. Like sometimes if you sort of haven't had an orgasm for a while, you're trying too hard and you get all tense. And I think that that's what it was with me. And because of this woman saying she doesn't have a problem with a vibrator, but she does with her partner and she's been without a partner for a while, I reckon that it's going from solo sex to partnered sex is a little bit more stressful, even though she's so happy to have this man in her bed. It's more pressure and she wants things to go well. And so there's probably more tension than she thinks, which is probably leading to the headaches. Apparently, the average age of onset of orgasm headaches is 40 to 49, which was interesting. And if you have a history of migraine or headaches, you're more likely to get them. They tend to just go away on their own. But I would just say another thing that works for me is breathe. Just breathe, because I hold my breath when I'm about to orgasm at all, and that's not great either. So breathe through it. That'll relax all your muscles. And if you can, you know, if you feel a bit uncomfortable during sex, just adjust. Don't try and stay with it, because that's the other time that it can happen. If you're so close to orgasm and it's just not happening, you're like too scared to move or breathe or do anything in case you miss it, and that can lead to a headache. Yeah. And I think sometimes if you've been by yourself and you've been relaxed and using a vibrator, you are completely in control. You can modulate the experience and the pressure. I think when you are with a new partner, everybody so badly wants the other person to have a great orgasm. So it becomes a task and it's almost like your body is stressed right at the end because you're like, oh, please let this work. Mm -hmm. Let this work. Like subconsciously, you just want to have an orgasm because you're used to doing it on your own and you want to make sure this works, but it's, it's harder with somebody because it's not perfectly 
done with a battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so you're getting really tight, like, yes, this will work. And in that tightness, you just lock up. Yeah. So you might want to try a new position, maybe turn over, like, so you don't see them. Try a different position, get on your side, somewhere where you have a little more privacy to release. And now I'm a sex expert. I love that. I'm like, (laughs) what I'd like you to do is lean to your hip because I've been studying sex my whole life. Thank you, everyone. Well, (laughs) anybody can have an opinion about sex or anything for that matter. But I I think that's a good answer. And I do think that because it's happening all the time, it's going to happen because you're expecting it. So just maybe maybe skip the orgasms for a while. Maybe just have a nice indulgent sex session. Fake it like the rest of the world. (laughs) <laughs> fake a big orgasm and see see when you fake it if you get the headache. We'd like to hear from you. <laughs> and then if you realize that, then you'll know what but it don't is. Don't make orgasm the point. Just enjoy yeah, it. Don't just almost try not to have an orgasm. That'll get you further. Exactly. Try avoid an orgasm. But it will go. Yeah. Apparently they all clear up within about a year. But like I said with me, they just happen once every three years, five years. Weird. See? Even Tracy has them. Mm, don't go. worry, hun. All right. Yes. Thank you so much. Great week, everybody. I hope you're having great sex. It's the spring. It's the spring of sex, sex of spring. And we'll be it's here next week. It's still really cold here in England, can I just say? Same. No spring is springing. What's happening in LA? Oh, I better, better have this conversation. It, actually, this, the sun just came out. And thank God, because it has been dark and gloomy. And I know. It's like the I'll end tell of you the what world. makes you feel better, going back to the body one, is a little self-tanner on the belly. I put some I put some self tanner on the stomach and I was like we're back in the game we're back in the game because during the winter it's you just get the skin gets so yellowy oh, like, I know. Mm. and brown fat looks better than white fat doesn't it oh, we're being fattest again Kelsey we're being fattest that's right yep, terrible we can't be fattest or thinnest all right, fat just is say great, goodbye great. and see you next week adios bye bye thanks for listening to sex talk if you'd like your question answered on the show. Send it to us at sextoppod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.